Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Hope everybody is having a good day. Whatever day it is that you happen to be listening, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this has uh, been a fun little adventure doing the podcast so far. I've had a good time with it and got some good feedback. And uh, just trying to get it onto a decent schedule. Definitely doing one a week. Was trying to do two a week. It's getting kind of tough to do it just um, schedule-wise. And uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I've been through a busy streak uh, of work in my real job in the real world. As a matter of fact, I am taping this one from my hotel room in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, out here for a few days doing some work, and. Uh, had a little bit of downtime this morning, so I decided to knock out a vlog video and also try to knock out some podcasts. Got a few topics that I've been wanting to talk about and get on to, and it's a good, nice, quiet time to do it. Nothing going on today. It's beautiful weather out here uh, as far as it can be in the desert. It's uh, right around anywhere from 98 to 105 uh, for the days that we're out here clear and I guess it's always clear here and uh, that lovely dry heat that everyone so affectionately tries to uh, tries to make the desert sound sexy by uh, saying it's dry heat it, it, in all seriousness it is more comfortable than being in the humidity uh, that we have in the southeast um, the mornings have been beautiful and just 65 degrees, 63, almost, almost, almost to the point of needing a hoodie or a long sleeve shirt, but not quite. And it stays honestly nice up until about 1030, 10, 1030, somewhere in there. Um, at home in the Carolinas, some of the hottest, or I should say the most miserable part of the day is that 8 to about 10 range when... The humidity is very high uh, from having no evaporation from the sun, and it's just starting to warm up. So the temperature's going up. The humidity's still at like 88 or 90%, and you have this about a two-hour window until things start to burn off to where it is absolutely miserable to be alive, especially if you don't have any breeze or anything going on. And they don't get that here. Uh, the mornings are actually very nice and uh, very comfortable. Uh, if they just had a constant breeze out here blowing, it would be not too bad of a place to to stay. But I'd be glad to be going home here in a few days and uh, be glad to get back on uh, some local water fishing. Now, one of the things I want to do before we get started is uh, just remind you to take a few minutes to uh, go check out my website, DieterMelhornFishing.com. It has links to, one, this podcast, all of my uh, videos on YouTube, and also a section on gear. Uh, I've got a section of gear there that has Amazon affiliate links on it uh, to where you can purchase this stuff from different people. I get a lot of questions about different gear, where can I get it, all that kind of stuff. All of that is on my website, datermelhornfishing.com. It's a good clearinghouse for the different information uh different stuff about my channel. It's also, I got links on there for uh, uh, some people are expressing interest in guide trips, trying to work some of those in. Uh, and uh, all of that is on the website. 
go check it out. And uh, that will keep you in touch with everything that I have going on. One of the cool things that you discover when you go on these trips, and uh, I really think about it on the plane rides when you're sitting there staring out the window looking at America, is uh, just how big this country is. And I know that sounds silly because you're thinking, yeah, of course it's big. Who doesn't know that? But I'll tell you, you don't. You really don't wrap your head around it until you're sitting in a plane for four hours, staring out a window, looking at the world go by, and just thinking, man, that, that, that's a lot of space. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of rivers. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of places to fish. It all comes back to fishing for me. <laughs> but i that's really what goes through my mind is I'm just looking and going, you know, I'm always looking for a big river when I'm looking out the window. I love getting a window seat, try to get them all the time. Uh, and I love looking for the big rivers, the big lakes, whatever the big water is, and just thinking, man, there's a lot of different stuff out there that everybody fishes in this country. Um, you know, here in the desert, uh, there's catfish. Um, my buddy Chris Flores over at Muddy River Catfishing on YouTube He's in New Mexico, which is east of here, and he catches monster flathead catfish. Uh, he fishes some drainages in the middle of the desert. They also have some lakes out there that they do some bigger water fishing on. But, you know, they're catching fish there. Um, you know, the folks up in Montana, you know, North Dakota, they're catching, you know, world-class channel catfish up there. You come down to the you know, the big drainages of the Ohio and the Mississippi and Missouri River, you know, there's, you know, the big blues. And, you know, we've got a mix of all of it over in the southeast. So pretty much about anywhere you go in this country, you can catch catfish. There are a few exceptions, but they are very widespread and uh, very diverse in the type of waterways that they're in. And, that stuff makes me think because I get a lot of questions uh, sent to me through my fishing page or online about just, you know, catching fish. And people see me fishing, and pretty much I'm fishing in the southeast somewhere. Uh, it's pretty much North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee. That's pretty much where uh, all my fishing is done. And I plan to expand that. But for now, that's where most of the videos are done. And, you know, it is what it is. We're, you know, I'm blessed that... Where I'm at has decent blues, decent flatheads, a good, you know, fishable population of them. And, you know, catch some decent fish, uh, uh, you know, it, it, on a regular basis. It's not one of those things where you just stumble into, you know, a 20, 30-pound fish every now and then. You can consistently hope to catch them. And there's some really good fish in the 40, 50, 60-pound range. Now, realistically, uh, we don't have outside of a few fisheries where I at least where I'm at in, in the part of the state where I'm at an expectation of catching a 50 60 pounder every time you go but um you know there are parts over towards the James River where that's a little more of an expectation or not an expectation but you could go there with a little more enthusiasm of catching one my whole point is is that depending on where you fish in the country uh you're not going to have those opportunities uh, and, and not everybody is going to have them. And it's, uh, 
something I tell some, you know, some of the people that message me, like, man, all I'm catching is, you know, three, four pound channel catch. I can't catch a flathead. Well, depending on where you're fishing, you may not have them. Uh, you know, you may not be able to catch a 50 pound blue because they're just not there. Uh, they just don't exist. Uh, the lakes that I fish, the Catawba River chain, when I started out fishing as a kid, we didn't have blue catfish. We didn't have flatheads, at least that anybody ever caught with any regularity. It was channel catfish. And uh, there may have been some here and there, but it was not a fishable population of them. And, uh, you know, we dreamed of the 10, 15, you know, 18-pound channel catfish, which was possible then. Uh, as many of you know, when channel cats are alone in a body of water they do much better in their growth rates than uh, they do once they're competing for food against blue catfish and flatheads but as time went on and some of these fish were introduced into uh, the waterways that our fish they started to show up and uh, they started to grow started to flourish but even back then we didn't expect to catch 30, 40, 50 pound fish because they just haven't, had not shown up yet. And then about 15 or so years ago, 15, 18 years ago, they started to show up. We started to see some 30 pound flatheads, some 30 pound blues. So we knew they were there and since then it's grown and expanded. So that does not happen everywhere. Uh, obviously the big, the big rivers, uh, you know, those places that have historically had them, yeah, you'll have them. But the guys out there that are just learning the fish, maybe in one of their small local rivers, it may be um, a local pond, uh, a small local lake, uh, they may or not, may not have these fish. Uh, that's where we're getting a little bit of local knowledge uh, through Facebook's the place right now to go to to get that information. Um, just to find out what the realistic expectations are for those kind of places and you can kind of wrap your head around uh, just what you can expect to catch it's um it's not always equal from one body of water to another for uh, just myriad reasons why there's so much that comes into play food water temperature water depth lake size all those things play a part in whether or not your particular body of water that you're fishing is going to produce fish. The big thing is, is to keep all of this in perspective and, and, and keep this in your head that, you know, you can still go out there and catch fish and have a good time and be challenged no matter what size fish there are. I can go to my local lake and try to catch a two pound bluegill the odds of me catching one are slim to none just slim to none um because just because of the dynamics of everything involved in the body of water they're just not going to get that big but i could realistically go out there and try to catch one that weighs a pound now it'd be very difficult very different fishing than what I do when I'm catching bluegill for bait. Uh, would be some particular times of the water I'd have to tar or times of the year I would have to target them. 
But my point is, I can't realistically expect to do that like I can go into a place that grows big bluegill. There are some ponds, some lakes, some farms where you can go to the places and they're just growing these fish and they get huge. Um, it's not like going to Santee Cooper. Santee Cooper has some really big bluegill because of the dynamics of everything down there. They grow some big fish. So my point is, I you know, depending on what you're fishing for, you kind of have to keep everything in perspective. And But you can still have fun with it. Uh, you can still go out there and try to uh, find fish, find catfish in whatever body of water you're fishing. Don't set yourself up for failure by trying to... Uh, achieve something that is not realistic or just not there just impossible to catch and uh, I try to pass that along to a lot of people because uh, I get a lot of people that message me and they're real frustrated you know they, they see they get on YouTube and all you're seeing is or on Facebook and all you're seeing is the best of the best all you're seeing is as I call it everybody's highlight reel from their day fishing uh, they're not showing you the uh, hours spent not catching fish. Uh, they're not showing you the little fish they caught. They're not showing you the fish they didn't caught. All you're seeing are the big fish. You're seeing the big ones they're proud of, they're happy of. And understandably so, that's, you know, what they want to show off. And uh, it's just like with my channel. You're not seeing days out where I'm going out there and catching, you know, two or three small fish. Um, it's just, there's, it's, now sometimes I do it. Sometimes there's a good story involved in it. Uh, and I'll try to convey that story and tell it. But many times, it's just boring, bad, hot, miserable fishing and not catching any fish. I had one before I came out here. I think it was the day before I came out here. Went fishing. I had that feeling when I left that the fishing was not going to be good. Just that gut. It just don't feel like good fishing. And uh, sure enough. I get out there. Of course, going into it with a bad attitude is never good, but I gave it 110%. Covered a lot of water, tried anchoring, tried drifting. Um, we had just come off of a tournament the week before, and the tournament fishing was bad, bad, and nothing had really changed since that tournament as far as any conditions whatsoever. We've had a very stable and dry weather pattern for the past eight weeks uh, where I'm at. And nothing had changed, and I didn't really expect anything to change uh, with the fishing, and sure enough, it didn't. Uh, I've still got the video. I may be able to do something with it. I don't know, but it was miserable fishing. I think I caught a fish, maybe two, and um, my whole point is um, don't let what you see online and what you see other people doing and talking about uh, beat you down, knock you down, uh, make you feel like you're not... Uh, you know, doing what you need to be doing. Keep fishing is the bottom line. Uh, keep digging, keep scratching, and uh, keep in perspective everything on the body of water, water that you're fishing. Uh, if you get an opportunity to fish a different body of water, uh, do it. Check out some other places. But, you know, if you've got a particular area, some people are limited, and that's the one thing, uh, circling back to this whole traveling across this country, I look and I'm able to look and I go, uh, wow it's like where did these people fish at i was i i, I want to say i was somewhere in ohio recently and i remember we drove to this uh place where we were doing a shoot and it was about a 40 minute drive out through the country and we crossed one 
body of water, uh, a little bitty small river. And uh, I was just, I remember thinking to myself, it's like, man, where do people fish? And, you know, listen, I hear it from people all the time. They have to travel a long ways. I'm blessed. I travel 12 minutes and can put my boat in the water and, you know, catch good fish on a given day. And not everybody can do that. And some people have very long travels to good fishing. And you got to keep all that in mind, folks. Um, you know, catching big fish, it's a lot easier when you get to fish a lot, plain and simple. Uh, I, 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 There's a certain level of skill that's involved in catching big fish, but a lot of it is, a big part of it is luck, and luck is compounded by the fact of being on the water a lot. So being on the water and fishing a lot greatly increases your chance to do it. And if you don't have a lot of opportunity, and you have to drive two hours to go somewhere fishing, well, you're not going to be going every day. And it makes it a lot tougher to catch those fish and to consistently do it and to figure out what's going on. So I guess this is more of a motivational uh, pep talk for fishermen, especially new anglers, in keeping a good perspective on what you're doing and what you're trying to do and keeping your expectations realistic uh there is nothing wrong whatsoever with having high expectations dreams goals in uh your fishing world as far as what you're wanting to do what you're wanting to accomplish nothing wrong with that i want to catch a 60 pound flathead i firmly believe i can do it in the body of water that i'm fishing uh, i don't think there are many of them uh, i don't know of any that have been caught uh, but I believe with all the 51s, 2s, 5s, 56s that have been caught, there's a 60-pound flathead in there. And I believe I can catch one. Same thing with a blue cat. I believe I can do that. I believe I can break 70 pounds. I've been hung in the 60 to 62-pound range forever. I believe I can catch a 70-pound blue. Now, a bunch of people say, oh, you need to come to the James River. Well, I could probably do it on the James River if I committed enough time to it. I don't think it's something you just roll up there and catch one. Uh, if I had enough time to do it, yep, probably could. But I see it as just as much. Actually, I see it as a bigger challenge to catch a 60-pound fish on my body of water than it is to catch a 70-pound fish on the James River. And that's because, again... You're, you got to look at the fish that you have in the body of water that you're fishing. So um, it's all relative to me. The, the big numbers, the big fish, it's, it's great, but it's just as big an accomplishment to catch that top 1% in your body of water, and that may be a 20-pound fish, as it is to catch the top 1% in the James River or Wheeler that's 80 pounds. Uh, it's just as big an accomplishment because you can't catch them if they're not there. That is the bottom line summary. So keep it realistic. Keep it, uh, you know, in 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 check and, and don't get beat down. That's the biggest thing. Um, it's uh, They're not everywhere. And uh, if you get a chance to visit one of these, you know, fisheries that has some of these great fish, that's awesome. That's great. But... Uh, when you're catching the top tier of fish in the bodies of water that you're fishing, you're accomplishing something really good by doing that. So hopefully that gives you a little motivation, a little perspective on fishing. And uh, look forward to catching out on the water.